Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. to another episode of the Video Games Now podcast. It's Rodney with Will. Hey guys, how's it going? Good, good. Welcome back to the show again. Oh, it's only been one week. Oh, but it, it, we miss you when you're here. Um, Bradley can, can atone that last week was rough. Did you listen to last <laughs> week's podcast? I have not, unfortunately. Uh, work on this show I'm doing right now is more than brutal. Yeah, uh, yeah, I was kind of saying that. Um, okay, so uh, today we're going to talk about Call of Duty Modern Warfare. I've played a lot of that, and uh, Outer Worlds, Will's played a lot of that. And uh, we're going to talk about a couple games that got delayed, unfortunately, again. So, uh, yeah, why don't we get right into that? All that's coming up right now. Right now. Right now. Alright, so uh, today's Gaming Word of the Week is brought to you by Will, because he's here. Hello, Will. Hi. Uh, t- <laughs> well, you don't actually have the word in front of you, I do, but uh, today's word, or this week's word is twink. You know what that is? Well, as far as I, uh, you know what, I'm not even going to go there. What, what, take, your <laughs> the best, word I'm- take your best guess. Ah... Uh... The word, well, the way you're saying it makes me think of a very vulgar word. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. I prefer not want to go there. No, I totally. I'm going to look this up. Well, I'm just going to say the description now. So, the um, this is the MMORPG version of Smurfing, which we uh, said on a previous podcast. Uh, it's often used in games like World of Warcraft. A twink is when a high-level veteran player makes a new alternate character and uses his high-level character to uh, buy best-in-slot gear for his alternate so the alternate may dominate the lower-level playing field. They are also called twinks because they often have the most desirable gear in their level bracket, gear that twinkles. There you go. Okay, that's kind of (laughs) weird. All right, (laughs) um, so why don't we uh, plug ourselves here and then we'll move into our main topic. So, uh... 
Definitely check out our website, videogamesnow.ca, to find all of our content, including our YouTube videos, social media links, and the latest gaming news. After the show, please leave a review on whatever whatever you're listening to us on uh, to help spread the word about uh, twinking or twink. Uh, and finally, if you consider becoming a Video Games Now Patreon, as a Patreon, you get access to the podcast episodes one day earlier than everyone else, as well as a discount on VGN Swag, exclusive stories, and you can listen to the podcast live on Discord as we record it. Cool. All right. Well, um, what have you? So you've been playing Outer Worlds, which we'll get to later. But first, why don't we talk about Call of Duty Modern Warfare and uh, if it's any good? Sounds good. Yeah. Uh, all right. So, I mean, I played most of this. It'll probably be just me talking and you asking various questions. Uh, why don't we just start with the multiplayer and get that out of the way? Um, For me, it's the same multiplayer. Yeah, it pretty much. Well, I mean, it did feel more like the original Modern Warfare in a sense. That's what I That's what I mean, right? It's back to the Modern Warfare. They've gotten rid of, like, the Black Ops style and ghosts and all that and kind of gone back to the basics, but it's still Call of Duty. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so I think there's a couple of issues that I have. One of them is the spawn. Spawning kind of is broken still. Like, it spawns you in the middle of enemies, and you're like, cool, thanks. Um, and then people, and, and they don't have a variety of spawn points either, so you get spawn killed a lot. Um. It does happen. Yeah, we were listening to, uh. Let's just tune that back. Uh, yeah, we were. Uh, I was listening to the toxicity chat, is what I'll call it. Um, <laughs> and yeah, that's all it was. It was like, what the fuck? I got spawn killed. <laughs> and it's just dudes freaking out. So, yeah, it was a good time. Um, what else happened? Uh, yeah, and then the other thing that sucks about uh, this online is, uh, well, the kill streaks, but you can't change that because it's Call of Duty. Um,. Yeah, just kill streaks fucking ruin everything, dude. It's just super annoying. Yeah, I can see it. Just one sec. Just gonna adjust some stuff. Okay, uh, yeah, and then... Yeah, the multiplayer is okay. They have, they have ways where you can upgrade your weapon. It gives you, like, a slight advantage. In a, you know, it, it can give you a slight advantage. Um, but... It, it, I don't know. I don't even know if it actually does anything. I wonder if they're just, like, putting that in there for people to think that stuff happens. Like what? when you change out the attachments and yeah. stuff like that? Yeah. I think it just, it doesn't really give you an advantage. If you're changing out your scope, right, you're just getting a better scope. Well, each, Long range to medium, right? Well, each scope, or each attachment has pros and cons. Like, it tells you what they are. Oh, yeah. Like, you can either get, uh, you can gain range, but you'll lose accuracy. Yeah, exactly. Or, or gain more recoil. Yeah, so. Yeah. It makes sense. Every game's kind of like that. But I don't know. I, I I do like multiplayer shooters, and I did play a bit of COD um, when it came out Friday. I played like a game yesterday as well before I got back onto Outer Worlds. But my biggest issue with it right now has got to be the toxicity. Yeah, it's still pretty bad. It's it ruins it for me. Like I just turned my head, I go, took off my headset and just started playing with the stereo volume. Yeah. And I don't know. I just don't like it. For Fortnite, for me, it was having to, when you partied up with random people and you had little kids. Yeah. If they could keep it cool, you know, I had no problem with it. But they're, when they're yelling into the mic and stuff like that all over the time, all the time, it ruins the game for me. And I feel COD is the same way. It's a very toxic environment. Yeah. Um, yeah, it was pretty toxic out there today, um, honestly. So, yeah, I 100% agree. 
Uh, yeah, what else? The multiplayer, yeah, the multiplayer, they have, uh, Ground War, which I played, like, two matches of and I actually don't like. It's like, a, it's like a more disgusting version of Big Team Battle, uh, from, like, uh, from Battlefield or, or, sorry, uh, from Halo. Halo, yeah. Um, yeah, it's just, it's kind of gross. So, don't recommend, I don't recommend. I didn't, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I didn't mind the 2v2. But uh, you're definitely, it's not long matches. No. Like, you're going to go in, you're in a very uh, small area. Yeah. Unless you're a god, you're going to get killed. Well, yeah, and it's all, uh, once you know where all the weapons are, like, it's not very fun. You know what I mean? Like, it doesn't yeah. ra it doesn't randomize where the weapons are every time. It's like they're literally in fixed positions. So you're like, yeah. oh, if I just run here, I can get a shotgun. And uh, then I can kill the guy that's also going to run and get the shotgun. You know, so yeah. Um, I prefer random. You put you. Oh yeah, yeah. Random is the way to go for sure. Absolutely. Yeah, I don't know if COD has that way, but like you know, weapon spawn shouldn't be generic. No. Well, you know, oh, that was a sniper before. You go there, maybe this time it's a pistol or a revolver. That's how it should be. Yeah, the only issue with that is like I'm just thinking of Halo, like. They kind of okay. They, this is one thing they kind of fixed in Halo Five, like the one thing that <laughs> that didn't suck ass um, was how they spawned in the power weapons. You know, they would have a uh, what do you call it? They would have a um, little thing that would come up and Plasma say, sword. "Yeah, like they would, it would come up and say, like, oh, you know, energy sword is going to spawn here in 15 seconds." And then everyone's like, yeah. "Oh, let's run and try to get the energy sword," and then that becomes a battlefield for the time being. And then you that know, was fun, actually. Yeah, that was I cool. That. that was cool. Yeah, because then if you get if someone gets a sniper and they're a fucking monster with it, they only have eight shots. Yeah. So, yeah, I think that was cool. Uh, but yeah, I don't think a game like this uh, would do that. You basically you have to level up to level fucking forty to get anything worth your while, anyway. Yeah. Oh, what I noticed actually, so that you can make your own loadouts, but then there's the five like standardized loadouts that come pre-assembled. Um, yep. If you choose the sniper class, you get the sniper, the AX50, which you can't get until you level up to 37 anyway. So you're, you're already OP as fuck as the sniper. You just gotta be able to snipe, which I can. Oh, dude. Oh, man. I was a fucking monster one game with the sniper. I just... Like, I died four times and I got 20 kills. Like, I was just a, just a, on fire. It was amazing. It was with the sniper. That's awesome. Yeah, I'm, uh, I think I've leveled up from mediocre shitbag to just a shitbag. <laughs> okay, so you're on your way to general. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, um, I, I am having fun playing the multiplayer, but I, I did, like, I put the controller down at, like, five. I'm like, alright, I've had enough Call of Duty. You know what I mean? It didn't, like, keep me wanting to play. So. No, I, I, I do see that, like, I've like I've said many times, I do enjoy multiplayer games, but I can't, they don't hold my attention like to some people where they'll play just the multiplayer mode over and over again to get like max level. Mm -hmm. Like for Halo, what was it like Brigadier General Mark IV nah. or something? Nah, dude, max level was like Inheritor. You needed like oh, Inheritor, re yeah. Re remember, you needed like twenty million experience. Yeah, yeah. Fuck that. <laughs> Actually. Mind you, Halo Reach was, like, super fucking fun. Like, I played that for, like, a whole year of my life straight. Yeah, me too, and I still went back and played it even after, you know, I'd go back and play with friends, so. Yeah. I I really hope 
the next Halo kind of follows that kind of thing where it, it's a game I will continue picking up. Yeah, for sure. Um, in terms of the multiplayer, the levels, so the, I got a taste of what the levels were in the beta and uh, my comment before was that they need to be less boxy and they, you know what, actually I'm going to kind of re reframe that. The levels are, are actually quite fun. There's a couple of really fun ones. There's only one that I'm like, ugh, this level, fuck. Um, they're quite sizable. They have lots of little hidey holes. Pretty much all the buildings are, you know, you can enter any of the buildings. Yeah. So that's really cool. Um, and there's, they've designed the maps in a way where people can't really get behind you, in a sense. Um, like, the, uh, there is buildings where they can get behind you, but they, they, not all the buildings have, like, four entrances. So you're, like, if you're by yourself, you're, like, shitting your pants, like, I don't have any claymores, and someone's gonna come in that door when I'm looking at the other door. <laughs> right? Yeah. So, yeah. So, yeah, they kind of fixed that a little bit. I, yeah, the levels are cool. Um, the gameplay is the same as it's always been. Um, I've realized that I picked up a bunch of shit from playing other games, because I used to suck ass at Call of Duty, and I'm okay. Yeah, that's my take on it. Uh, okay, well, multiplayer is the same, so let's jump over to the campaign, which I actually really, really enjoyed. I I was enjoying it as well. I'm playing on the hard, uh, hard hardcore difficulty. I think yeah. Har hardened, I think. Hardened, hardened. Yeah, yeah, it is. Yeah. Yeah, which honestly wasn't that challenging. Like it after was I was at the beginning, I just had to kind of remember how to play. Right once i got past like the first mission like the streets of the london or whatever it yep. was like yep. yeah it was fine i the only thing that kept killing me a couple times is that one fucking part where the the guy comes out of the door with the suicide bomb yeah and i realized he's even a little, no matter what even if you get the headshot you just have to put him down and back away yeah totally i got some fucking audio garbage there i don't know what the fuck happened there <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna listen to this in my car tomorrow and just fucking cringe. Anyways, um, you're fine now. Anyways, um, yeah, the campaign. There was only maybe two or three spot, spot <clears throat> excuse me, spots that got I got hung up on for a couple, you know, a couple minutes. Yeah. Um, like dying, basically die and try. <laughs> um, so yeah. Other than that, like yeah, I didn't find hardened too difficult. But th what really got me was actually. The way they told the story in the in the campaign it was actually really clever. So there, there. If you play Bouncing the around, yeah. If you but if you play the game from start to finish, there's no loading screens. There's only yeah. there's only a loading screen if you finish two missions and back out and then go back in later. Then there's a loading screen. But other than that, it's pretty seamless. So um, you know you'll be in London. They'll get some intel on some dude, and then they'll be like, oh hey. We need you to take the you know this guy out, and then it'll zoom out on a map and zoom over to Irkenstan, which is a fake fucking country for the game, so no one starts another war. Um, yeah, I yeah, it was excellent. I'm actually gonna I'm gonna make a video shortly on the campaign, so I'm just gonna pull up my script so I know what the fuck I'm talking about. Will yeah, I I really enjoyed it. As soon as like I got to Irkutstan and like I literally had to blend in with like the civilians while wearing the hood and put yeah. my gun away. Yeah, that was super cool. Like yeah, the the way they made you interact with the environment was really cool. Yeah, but, you had to be a worker, pick up a cinder block to get into the building. <laughs> yeah, 
Okay, what the fuck is this shit? I'm trying to open... Um, oh, I see, because I don't have, um, I don't have Microsoft Word on this super powerful gaming PC. Alright, never mind then. Um, but, uh, <laughs> what else? Yeah, I like the environment. Um, I'm trying to remember everything I liked about the campaign now, because it's been two days since I played it. Um, yeah, I, all the all the characters had really cool personalities. Like, they weren't like the, you know, the regular macho cool fucking gunner dude that's like, ugh, you know? Oh yeah, I can't even, I can't even put into words what he is, because he's so, so yeah. fucking generic, but you know what I mean. As soon as, uh, when we got, did the London mission and you see Price again, that got me. Yeah. And he, he's a, it's a different actor than the last time, but he's, uh, he's interesting. He's really interesting. Oh, and, and spoiler alert, no soak Matavish, they're just fucking, they just said his name once in the fucking, uh, in one of the cutscenes. Because I think this is taking place after it. You know, yeah, no, it is for sure, just from the... But if you remember in, in uh, Modern Warfare 3, yep. Soap, uh, Soap died. Well, but at the end of at the end of this game, um, Price uh, is putting together a task force team, and he selects a couple of the characters in the game that that you're you were already playing as, and then he also asked for Soap, Soap, um, John McTavish or Soap or whatever the fuck his name is. So is this a prequel then to the original? Because that would explain why uh, Price looks a lot uh, younger. I don't know. That's an interesting. Wonder if that'll be next year's game. Because then maybe you'll find out why Price ended up in prison. Because remember in the original uh, uh, Modern Warfare, when you do that prison mission, you're supposed to get out an asset and you find out it was Price. Oh, you're intriguing the shit out of me, Will. What if this is <laughs> DLC or something? Yeah, so. Huh. It's interesting because I, I didn't like how they ended Soap's story. Sure, they made him a hero with him sacrificing himself in Modern Warfare 3, but you didn't really get a, like, it just wasn't worth it. Yeah. He had a wall fall on him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I feel like that's kind of fucked up. But if this is a prequel to all that, then and we get more backstory on like him recruiting soap training him stuff like that and then price going missing on a mission then you find him in the prison yeah. now with it bridging all the modern warfares together i'm a bit more intrigued yeah read okay there we go i finally got my f stupid thing to open um all right so yeah Urkenstan, fake place um you control four different people um, yeah, it's really okay. This is it, I just saw something. This is something that I really really like So what I really didn't like in World War two was the illusion of you being in a squad But you're the only fucking guy killing anything and you'll have two guys literally five feet apart shooting at each other Missing every shot and then as soon as you poke your head out fucking 200 yards away They're like oh there he is fucking immediate headshot and you're dead um, Oh, yeah, not in this game. They fucking move forward before you do yeah, basically if there's a situation where there's only one way to go, like a hallway, then they'll say, "Oh, hey, you take point." So then you'll yeah. lead you'll lead your squad in and and get to do all the juicy killing. But as soon as there's an area where there's multiple ways through, um, you'll choose whatever way you want to go, and then your squad will fill in the negative space and move and push the other ways and kill everything in those areas. Right? Oh yeah, the AI for the squad is amazing. 
Well, I'm sure the AI for the enemies is fucking nerfed. I wanted to test nerfed. it on the very first mission, so I stood back and just let them kind of... I'd walk forward, but I didn't kill anything for like a minute or two. Yeah. And they could get all the kills. Yeah. <laughs> and they did. <laughs> yeah. Um, and the other thing I liked was your HUD... Uh, disappears like it start you know as soon as you drop in it shows you your HUD shows you how much ammo you have and you know what way you're running and all that kind of stuff but the HUD disappears which I really liked actually I liked it having a completely free screen for me to see what's going on but yeah. if, if you wanted to bring the HUD back like if he's like head south you're like I don't fucking know where that is and you, you just push the back button and it brings up all your HUD shit again yeah oh yeah um, later on in the game there's a sniper mission that's fucking boss Oh, it's so good. Don't um, spoil it. <laughs> well, it's not really spoiling. It's I'm not I'm not gonna spoil what happens, but I'll just tell you like what you're what you're doing. But like you're laying Buddy gives you his sniper and he's like, here, use it. And it's like OP as shit, armor piercing, whatever. And then you have a spotter and she's telling you like how far away the targets are and you have to see what what way the wind's blowing. And then you gotta yeah. compensate for distance and wind direction. I'm like, oh, this is so good, because it's just like real sniping. So, That's awesome. Oh, it's so good. And like when the bullet, you see the bullet like shoot and then curve in the wind and then hit a guy in the head and his head fucking explodes. You're like, oh, it's so satisfying. You did that. <laughs> oh, it's it's so that's so not human human of me to say, but it was pretty satisfying. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so campaign's really good. Definitely worth it. It was about five and a half, six hours maybe. Okay, that's not too bad. I think they're getting re a little too short, though. I think maybe they were testing the waters. You know, well, the last Call of Duty, they got rid of campaign completely. I know, and they got which pissed off a lot, a lot of, people. of people. Yeah, me being one and, of those. Yeah, me too. So that affected me even buying the game. But then they brought it back, and now that it's Modern Warfare, it had me intrigued. Which we've said before, I kind of lost my faith in the Call of Duty franchise, but I did buy it. Yeah. But I think five and a half hours for a campaign, like, it, it should at least be nine. Yeah. Well, I, there's some special ops stuff um, as well, because when you, when you finish the game, it says the story continues in special ops. So I wonder if they're going to release episodes just like they did with um, Halo 4. Remember when they... Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think that would be interesting. That would keep it fresh. They'll be like, oh, this week's assignment is this, and it's like another hour of whatever, of game time or something. That'd be cool. Yeah, but they haven't said anything, so... And with Call of Duty, they usually only focus on the multiplayer. I mean, it's kind of it kind of is multiplayer. You can jump in with four, um, three other dudes. Or yeah, that's true. But I just... They've never focused on single... Or, like, story content for any DLC. Yeah, true. Uh, speaking of special ops, um, I played, so there's classic special ops, which is basically like survival mode, which is super fucking hard. Holy shit. I, um, so you go to the area where the sniper mission I was just talking about, it's that area. So, um, you're overlooking this huge plateau and first things first is, uh, your helicopter crashes and then like 10, uh, NPC dudes charge you. And you're like, oh, no, I don't want to die. And then you just kill them all with a pistol. Um, and then some care packages drop with some, with some uh, kill streaks. And, yeah, you barricade up. And then there you go. Yeah, first wave. Excuse me. Sorry, I'm drinking. Um, first wave. 
like, yeah, they come in on their jeeps, and there's like seven of them on the jeeps, and you just grab a sniper, and you can get like a three for three for one shot. Oh, money. It's Not so bad. So satisfying. Yes, but uh, I've the farthest I've gotten was round three, and we all died. <laughs> so. It's that pretty, explains that. <laughs> it's pretty hard. It's like, yeah, it's pretty hard. But it was fun. Um, I would do it again for sure. So, okay. I think, I think I've think i exploited all I have to say about Call of Duty. Yeah. Have you? <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, that, that's about it. Uh, yeah. I'm just looking multiplayer, campaign, special ops. Yeah, there's nothing else. Okay, cool. Let's talk about some Outer Worlds, sir. All right, so Outer Worlds. Have you ever played uh, any of the Fallout? Um, I've played Fallout Three. Uh, I did not beat it. And did you enjoy it? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> it's been a while, right? It's it's yeah, it's been a long time. Okay, so Outer Worlds is basically another Fallout game, but with Bethesda owning the the license, Obsidian just kind of went their own way. What I really like, it's still a kind of a looter shooter. So, you know, you're going to be RPG. Uh, you have your skills, your perks, uh, stuff like that. You're still going to, every time you kill someone, they're going to have like loot for you to uh, that'll drop. But in this game, there is no uh, aim assist. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. Uh, Fallout's never really had aim assist, basically. So, and even one headshot doesn't kill an enemy. Later on, when you get, like, stronger guns and you increase your damage and stuff like that, sure, you can kill enemies with, like, one headshot. But at the beginning, it's like, it could take, like, four or five headshots before your the enemy goes down. Yeah, I don't like that. Well, they're also wearing armor, too, so they're trying to make it realistic, right? Uh, yeah, I suppose. Yeah. So basically, in this game, uh, you wait just like in a normal Fallout, except instead of waking up uh, from uh, what is it? Uh, well, in this one, you're in like a cryostasis pod, and you've been sleeping for about seventy years, and your whole ship, uh, this mad scientist, kind of finds you, but he can only wake you, but he wants to wake the rest of like the people on your ship to fight the evil board which is kind of like the antagonist in the game. Yeah, right? Yeah. So you haven't really I haven't really fought with the board yet. I've kind of had a couple tangles like with them in missions, but with my persuasion skill being so high and even my intimidation and my lie, like there's a mission where one showed up and not too big of a spoiler, but like I just used a lie to like scare them away before they even mess with me. <laughs> Oh, so you totally bluffed that you're the big dog in town and they're all, they all bought it? Pretty much. <laughs> and you're not the biggest dog in town? <laughs> uh, it wasn't even the biggest dog in town. This time it had a self-destruct button. <laughs> oh. They asked me, they're like, oh, you should surrender. And I'm like, oh, uh, well, I wonder what this button would do. Oh, self-destruct, eh? Maybe I'll just press it. And they're like, did you press it? Did you press it? <laughs> oh, my God, I don't want to die. Uh, 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 you're crazy. I'm going to leave. <laughs> right on good so I, I really like and there's you have your different factions uh, I can't really name them all but there's uh, Spacer's Choice which is a secondary faction you have uh, your MSI uh, faction you have the board 
you have um, the company and stuff like that, and you'll do side quests for them and stuff like that and increase your reputation. Mm-hmm. Increasing your reputation with the factions will unlock like different things for you to buy. So you can, like start buying like their armor or guns. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Interesting. Um, I don't know if this game... You said this before we went live. You're like, I don't know if this game would be up your alley. Yeah. No, because you, you're very uh, Crit- uh, critical, but you're also kind of stereotypical with a lot of games lately, which I've noticed. Lately? Well, you've always been that way, but I find lately you've been... Uh, you Like, you play one game and you're like, ah, this isn't really for me. Yeah. Like, so, you bought Borderlands 3, but you haven't played it again. <laughs> no, I know. Uh, I... Like, there's the Halloween event going on right now, too. Yeah, I don't know. It just didn't tickle me, man. It just didn't t- tickle me right. Yeah. But yeah. at least with this game, it's free on Game Pass for uh, Game Pass members. So you should pick it up. Give it a shot. I'm actually kind of confident you might like this one. Oh, Yeah. I told Mark to uh, uh, that I was going to buy it as well of Call of Duty, so I wasn't going to play much Call of Duty. Sure enough, Mark looks the game up, buys it, and he hasn't played any Call of Duty. <laughs> yeah, I know. I've been fucking alone all weekend, you fuckers. <laughs> what about Nick? Yeah. Oh, I, no I, backup? <laughs> I haven't. I haven't added him yet. Oh yeah, that actually. Uh, okay. g- g- rewind button to Call of Duty. That's one thing that's pissed me the fuck off is adding people is so fucking hard. It's so I hard. Figured that out yet. Well, you're what you're supposed to do is go into uh, the social channel, and then add their gamer tag, uh, or sorry, their their Activision ID, and then a number sign, and then whatever unique number they have. But like the unique number is nowhere to be fucking found, and like no matter where you look, I looked online. I looked like it, like I spent twenty minutes looking for it on in in the Call of Duty game, and I couldn't find it. So I don't fucking know. So yeah, I wanted to play with Adam today, and I couldn't add him because his num- the number didn't exist. That's retarded. It's super retarded. And the other uh, the other thing that pissed me off today was nothing to do with the game, but uh, my ex. You know, that, remember that issue I had um, with my PC where it wouldn't let my head uh, my headset connect to my PC because my NAT type wasn't open. Yeah, yeah, that happened on my Xbox now. So I'm like, what the fuck? Like, it was working totally fine all weekend, and then it just, just today, just randomly, it's like, no, we're going to be difficult yeah. today. Like, fuck It'll, off. That's not just for your headset, though. That's also your uh, your network and your Xbox, because my Xbox and my PlayStation will both do that sometimes. Yeah, I, it's just annoying. I wish you could just force it to be open. Yeah, it just randomly sometimes, like, it, say you lose, like, a little bit of connection with your, like, internet. Mm-hmm. And it'll sometimes switch your your network well, from my, like open to private, yeah. And then that'll fuck it up. Yeah, my my internet was being a tit today. Um, like it just just network wide fucking was causing problems, like computer, phone, everything. everything. So I'm, I had to unplug oh, yeah. it, plug it back in. And that's and that's when it all started. Yeah, mine's struggling hard. It took uh, 17 hours to download COD. Oh, oh that hurts. Yeah. So. <laughs> I'm lucky I worked Friday, so when I came home, it was already done. <laughs> Rough. Because, like, I checked on it in the morning. Cause I, like, I wish the Xbox had this feature. It really needs it. But on the PlayStation, you can put your uh, your console into rest mode. Mm-hmm. 
which basically is a power saving. It leaves it on, but it turns off every like the pretty much turns off everything except the like the memory and the system. Mm-hmm. And it will just focus on like downloading or up updating. Well, the Xbox has that too, but you got to set it. Well, mine never fucking works actually. Now that you mention it. But you're, yeah, yeah you're but as soon as you put it, once the Xbox goes into rest mode, it basically turns everything off. It doesn't have a, like an actual rest mode where it'll continue to download things. Right. At least I haven't attempted it. Oh, don't even do a barrel roll. I fucking hate this song. I'm changing it right fucking now. Barrel roll. <laughs> Get there. Next. Yeah, this one. Yeah. yeah. Next. Now it sounds like we're going to watch Titanic. <laughs> This one hasn't started yet. In our nah, fuck it. If it hasn't started, there we go. Okay, <laughs> just get some Halo going. Um, yeah, uh, I I don't so know. So definitely why. give it a shot. It's on Game Pass, right? Like, there's nothing. You're not spending eighty dollars on the game. If you don't like it, you just delete it. Yeah, yeah. I think. I like this one for me I'm really enjoying it because I like how the story's going and like the branching and like how every time you talk with someone it kind of like changes and it gives you like depending on um... ooh that's loud the music? yeah a little too loud I'm gonna turn that down uh, there we go Right. But uh, so when you're talking to people, if you have like the high enough persuasion skill, lie or intimidate, you can kind of open up different options. So that's what it, like when you started the game, it kind of gives you something to focus on. I picked like cashier, which yep. gives me bonus to my uh, persuasion skill. So, man, I can milk people like I, they promised me reward money. So they'll give me like a thousand credits and I'll be like, with my persuasion skill, I'm like, so is that all I'm worth to you? <laughs> and next, and like, oh yeah, dude, I, I milk everyone. I, but it doesn't because I'm just doing it with persuasion and not intimidate or something like that. Yeah, it doesn't ha- give me any bad points. Oh, that's I'm good. Just getting more out of it. Hmm. So, tell us a little bit about the story because I don't know anything about Outer Worlds because I've been living under a rock for the past fucking year. Okay, so the story is kind of different. So Earth is kind of like cut off. No one knows about Earth anymore. And you've been in this like cryostasis on the, in a hibernation pod on this um, big ship. And the ship's starting to shut down. The life, uh, life systems are going down as well. But this mad scientist boards the ship and he saves you and rescues all the people on the ship. But he can't restore them. He doesn't have, like, the power or the means. He can only bring you back. And literally, as soon as he brings you back, he puts you in a freaking uh, drop pod and, like, uh, drops you onto a barrel planet with nothing. (laughs) What an asshole. Brought you back. least he could do is give you a fucking gun or something. Yeah, he doesn't tell you what you're doing until you're on the planet. And he's like, so, yeah, meet up with this guy and then we'll uh, start our plan. (laughs) Sure enough, like, yeah, it, the the game kind of branches out. So you can do your main story, but there's also all your faction stories that give you rewards as well. I haven't really discovered too much. I know the mad scientist, his name's Phineas. He's wanted by, like, everyone in the galaxy for being, like, a, 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 some sort of, like, terrorist. And he doesn't, like, 
go to like the normal reform, like doesn't follow rules. Uh, but he's yeah. a good guy. I think he's trying uh, trying to make the most out of like everything that the world's get, like the universe is throwing him his way. But he wants to go against the board, and the board are like the the company, like they are above everyone. So it's like the what do you call them? This uh, I remember this. Uh, me, uh, what song is this? <laughs> I'm trying to remember where I met that song because there's a really funny. Oh, I remember what it is. Okay, I'll I'll, I'll show you later. Anyways, yeah, uh, Outer Worlds uh, uh, sounds fun. Like the story sounds fun to me. It's great. Like it's set in an alternate future, right? So you, it's diverged in like 1941 when um, uh, something like I remember the story I was talking about like the president he got assassinated or something. Right. And uh, Roosevelt never succeeded him in this alternate universe. And then you go on like this colonization thing to like terraform alien planets. Um, but you're bound for like the furthest reaches of the galaxy. And uh, you like the travel goes astray, leaving your ship abandoned at the edge of like the space. Right. You, and then you just wake up from the cryo sleep. Uh, you're finding like all your passengers are still in hibernation. And you just you're trying to revive them and find a reason for everything that's happened. So is that like, is that what you're working towards is to revive every single passenger? Pretty much. Like Phineas is kind of shady in his own way. Like every time you go talk to him at his ship, he won't look at, like see you in person. He mm -hmm. hides behind a bulletproof glass. Oh yeah. So I have a feeling he's got something to hide. Like I haven't gotten too far into the story that I know. Like there's six, like five more planets that I still can't even access. Mm -hmm. I bet you the story will take me there. But you can't really anticipate what's going to happen in this game. Everything kind of just changes. Right. Oh yeah. Okay. It just it just it changes per what you do in the game. Yeah, so I'm not going to spoil, but like the very first planet, you, you, uh, you, the guy that you were supposed to meet accidentally dies. Right. And you take over his ship, but his ship needs a drive core. Now there's only two on that whole planet. One is um, uh, powering the city, and another one is powering the, the deserters, like the rebels that didn't want to live under like the, uh, the company's uh, control. Right. And you basically have to decide which one to take. Oh, fuck, that's interesting. But in doing so, like, on every planet, you have choices like that, where you will help someone but condemn someone else. So, so your choices actually matter? Yeah. There's good ways around doing it, too. You just have to pay attention to, like, you can't skip dialogue choices. Like, there's, like, I don't want to spoil too much, but, like, that first planet, you can take the deserters power but then tell them to go back to the city and then the, tell the ruler of the city to leave oh so you're like sending him a death threat in a sense basically yeah that's cool so there's like there's always a third option you just have to be able to do it and it doesn't sh tell you how to you just kind of have to work towards it right oh that's cool uh, alright, so... You feeling good about that? You wanna move on? 
I'm good with that. Cool. Uh, alright, so... Um, let's talk about some, some game news. So well, our biggest issue in games. <laughs> yeah, which is delays! Delay oh, sorry. Delays! delays. It would have worked if the D kind of kept going as well, but you just got the E-lay. Oh, sorry. <laughs> D-lay. That better? A bit better, a bit okay. better. Alright, we'll work on that for the next one. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, lots of the games got delayed. Uh, you were saying lots of EA stuff got- or no. No, Ubisoft. Ubisoft's games got delayed. So basically, uh, Ubisoft just released Ghost Recon Breakpoint. I, I enjoy the game, but it's not like it's a game that I'll just play when I need a break from something else. It's not as well put together as I thought it was going to be. And uh, uh, according to Ubisoft's CEO, I, I'm going to butcher his name and we've done this so many times, but Yves Gamot. <laughs> Let's say it. It's Y V E S is his first name. Y V E E S. And then yes. his last name is Gilmot, which is G U I L L E M O T. And maybe I think the G is silent. Maybe so it's like, French. Gilmot. It, it is French, right? Okay, so. He's from Paris. So, so. yes, Gilmot. Look at that. Rodney's <laughs> giving Will a speech lesson. And then we both look it up, and it's probably wrong. It's probably <laughs> wrong. Yeah. It's it's not correct at all. So, yeah, basically, um, Ghost Recon Breakpoint is underperforming to Ubisoft standards, and they've now announced that it's delaying Watch Dogs Legion, Rainbow Six Quarantine, and Gods of Monsters um, to sometime in the 2020-2021 fiscal year kill so um sorry what game was that i totally fucking spaced <laughs> there's three games so it's watchdogs legion right 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 yeah the new the new rainbow six quarantine and that zelda kind of style like monster hunter remember that open world cartoonish mm -hmm. one gods and monsters right yep yeah they've all been pushed back to 2020 21 so it's the fiscal year which will run from april 20th or April 2020 to March 31st, 2021. That's a big blow, man. And that's all because of the failure of... Um, uh, Pretty much. Yeah. I bet you now they want to focus on making games... Good? Yeah. <laughs> a good game doesn't necessarily sell. I think they want to make it successful. It needs things that the fans want. See, um, I think doing open beta tests is super smart in terms of game development because you know if you're you know you're gonna get a bunch of jaded fucking game testers uh to come and test your game to do the actual quality assurance testing like sh you know you're not gonna get the feedback you want there you know if, no. if, if you say hey people that want to play our game here play our game and then people are like oh well you know this could use some work or you know what i mean and then they're getting actual feedback that'll sell the game really I feel though the problem with that, and because Ghost Recon Breakpoint did have two betas, mm -hmm. is they gotta push these betas way before release. Yeah, like yeah. For example, the Call of Duty Modern Warfare one was like less than a month before it launched. Breakpoints was two weeks. Oh jeez. You really, like when the game came out, it 
fucking still had bugs. I fell through the fucking earth a couple times, or I'd get stuck <laughs> while I was opening a chest. Yeah. It would move my character inside the chest, where Mark had to, like, fucking kill me with a grenade. <laughs> oh, man. I, I encountered a guy on Modern Warfare today that said more bros than Mark, and I'm like, who the fuck are you? <laughs> <laughs> Oh man, I so, got, like I wanted to I wanted to punch him. Like he said bro way too many times. Yeah, it was disturbing. <laughs> I'm sure Mark would have been like, bro, can you shut the fuck up? <laughs> he might have. Probably yeah. Um Yeah, so But that's our issue, right? Like these betas need to come out like a month or two in advance. That was the good thing. Like we played earlier this year the beta for Bless Unleashed Bless Unleashed yeah now that game it showed promise but it also had a lot of problems yeah it didn't like show me enough that would keep me playing that game for an MMO mm -hmm. but it was also very early into development now they've announced there's another beta in November with and they like they're saying what we played in the original one was only like 20% of the game. Yep. I'm kind of interested to see what another beta eight months away or like after really uh, did. Yeah, exactly. Totally. Because um, they listen to everyone right on the forums. They're like, well, we didn't like how this person um, his magic was kind of underperforming or like this, uh, the, the, the werewolf guy that I played as. Mm hmm. He was good, but all his attacks were so close range. When I was fighting melee, like multiple mobs, it was hard to stay alive. Yeah. Well, maybe they actually hire less beta attack. Okay, actually, I've said this a couple times. So my towel on my show, my sorry, fucking film slang. Uh, a guy that works for me uh, on our, uh, he's listening to the podcast right now. Hello, Rio. Uh, he's gonna come on the podcast here shortly. He used to be a game tester for Sega when they were a thing um so he can come on and tell us all about how that was but he tells me at work that game testers back in the day got paid way more fucking money than they do now like he was making like 18 19 an hour in the 90s so uh, i can't see that but I, I i can't say no or not because back then like games were still a thing but not to the point that they are now yeah and now you need more game testers, so they're just hiring everybody at minimum wage. And now yeah. now they're like, oh, we can't afford all these game testers, let's just beta it out and have free game testers fucking do it. Essentially. It is, but I also enjoy playing, like, the beta, like, for Blessed Unleashed, right? It gave yeah. me a taste of the game that, if I didn't like it, it would stop have affected me buying, like, an $80 game. Yeah. Where now, like, it's got another beta after eight months, and there's still a year, like, I probably, they say they're estimating next summer as release. Yep. This means, like, they can keep adding to game, the, the game, and make it what people actually want. Right, yeah. This is the smart way to do it, is they said last time, like, the beta we played before, that was alpha. Now we're actually getting a beta, and then they'll, they're supposed to do something again in, like, February. So in that mean like that time frame they're be able to make a game that people actually want mm -hmm. other companies don't do that they just let their testers decide yeah they're like oh how's how's the game for you well it's good it's got a couple bugs here that you're gonna have to fix 
but I think the fans are going to like it. Then the fans play the beta and you have two weeks to release and there's nothing they can do. Yeah. You can't change the story in that time frame. Yeah, they've already they've already sent the engineers home. Fucking job well done, boys. Yeah, like because <laughs> by that point the game's already gold, as they say in the fi uh, film industry. It means it's already being printed onto disc. <laughs> it's already out the door. It's already out the yeah. door. Heading out to <laughs> it's out the door. GameStop and BBs. <laughs> yeah. The only thing that they'll still work on the bugs, right? But you know, like when you buy a physical copy of a disc, right? Mm -hmm. You always have your day one update. Always. Now, when you buy your, you get your downloadable copy. There's usually there sometimes isn't an update because it's already included in the download, right? Yeah. Yeah. So that's basically how it works. Is they realize there is more bugs, but the game's already been uh, being pre uh, published, and it's already got like what, like a million copies already made, being ready to be shipped out to Walmart, EB Games, Best Buy, GameStop, uh, somewhere yeah. in the UK, right? Yeah. And they can't recall the game so what they do is they release those patches could you imagine but the pro could you oh actually um uh skyward sword so this is like kind of before patch no no patches were a thing then but i'm talking about patches the, the, have been around for like way too long yeah <laughs> but anyways skyward sword there was actually a situation you could get yourself in where the game became um, impassable. Like, you literally couldn't finish the game. You got stuck. Um, if you went to one area first, because uh, they tried to make it so that you could do whatever the fuck you wanted at whatever time you want, right? So, mm -hmm. but if you went to one area first, then uh, you didn't have, like, a specific weapon or something like that for you to actually get out of the um, dungeon or whatever, or whatever the fuck. Yeah. So... Uh, someone discovered this and they're like, hey, Nintendo, what the fuck? And they're like, oh, fuck, we fucked up. Uh, yeah, take it to your nearest EB games and they'll fi they'll they'll uh, upload a patch to the game for you. And I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> so, yeah, that was the thing. Yeah, that's retarded. But then and but it's also with story wise, like look at uh, Mass Effect 3. Yeah. Um, when it came out, they had the ending was so poorly received that, uh, um, but no, not uh, Bioware went back and redid it. Right. Yeah, Bioware and their shitty game that wasn't done. Ugh. Anthem. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. God, man, that what a fucking disappointment that goddamn game was, but we won't get into it. We've already bitched. I don't know. Some people are liking it now, so I, it kind of makes me want to see if it's like a game that is worth picking up after like six months. Yeah, but your keyword in that sentence was like it now. Fucking seven months later. It is, but a lot of games are like that. Look at um, Destiny. Everyone's like, you know, lost favor in it, and then the net, like the second uh, expansion came out, and it brought everyone back. Yeah, that's true. All right, well let's uh, let's check in on some other news here. So, uh, Last of Us Two was also delayed. God damn you, Naughty Dog! Naughty Dog. So let's check out what that's all about. That's a, that's uh, long last. Sony recently set a release date for The Last of Us Part Two, and there was was much rejoice throughout the land. The date will not stick, however. It's there's a thing that's playing. Uh, it will not stick, however, as the ant anticipated follow-up from Naughty Dogs has been pushed until spring 2020. Sony and Naughty Dog announced that today, 
which was uh, October 24th. So, yeah. Yeah. Uh, in a letter, days ago. in a letter of fan, uh, a letter to fans from the game director Neil Drumman, Dr- Druckman. That sounds like he he's the main. That sounds like a main character name. That's like BJ Blazkowicz level. Neil Druckman. <laughs> uh, I like BJ Blazkowicz. So yeah, good name. Yeah, it's he's a fucking monster. Anyways, um, a new release date of May 29, 2020 was confirmed for The Last of Us Part Two. The news is unexpected. After all, the long-awaited a, a, a release date announcement came less than a month ago and pegged the game as coming to PS4 on February 21st, 2020. Okay, so well, it got delayed like three months, and and they're they're saying that like more than three months out. So. Yeah, they want to polish the game. That's basically it. They've seen the fucking turd pile that uh, 2019's been, and they're like, hmm, let's get out of this fucking... (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Here's the direct quote from uh, Neil Druckmann. At this point, we're faced with two options. Compromise parts of the game or get more time. We went with the latter, and this new release date allows us to finish everything to our level of satisfaction. The dog quality, as we would say while also reducing stress on the team. While we're relieved that we won't have to compromise our vision, we're disappointed that we weren't able to avoid this exact situation. We wish we could have foreseen the amount of polish that we needed, but the size and scope of this game got got the better of us. We hate disappointing our fans, and for that, we're sorry. Well, looks like they're not fucking the dog on this one. Naughty Dog has never really let me down. Like, I remember going back to Crash Bandicoot, and it was good. Oh my god! Um, yeah, I still haven't finished Crash Bandicoot on my Switch. That's definitely been shelved. Yeah, but like the original, like they did the original Crash Bandicoot, and mm-hmm. uh, let me see here. Let's see a list of their games that they've been around here. So they, oh man, they've been around for a while. Their first game was called Math Jam. I would definitely not have been into that. <laughs> <laughs> what? Would have say, lost say the, all faith say, in this company. <laughs> say the name again. Math Jam. Oh man, that was hitting fucking classrooms all over the continent. Eighty-five. <laughs> That's, I mean, maybe that's what they were contracted to do. Hey, we need you to make video. That was their very first game for the Apple II. <laughs> oh, man. God. Then they moved on to Ski Crazed, Dream Zone, Keef the Thief, Rings of Power, Way of the Warrior, and then Crash Bandicoot, 1996. All right, boss. <laughs> Jack and Dexter, uh, Precursor Legacy, Jack 2, Jack 3, Jack X combat racing then they moved on to the uncharted franchise in 2007 then we now are at uh, them were giving us last of us in 2013 and now we have last of us 2 coming out in 2020 all right last of us pat 2 yeah fuck you know that means like this company's been around since 85 yeah. They're almost 40 years old. No, wait, they're older than that. <laughs> They've been making the maths games since 85. So. Alright. Well, what else we got fuck, here? Fuck the math game. Fuck the math game. And the fucking Mac you wrote in on. Oh, I have, I have uh, 
okay. one little thing for us. Sure. So last year I talked about a Pokemon card being sold for $60,000. Do you guys remember that? Oh, yeah. I just listened to that podcast oh, yeah. again. So that same card, uh, well, the same version of the card, but a newer, a different card, uh, went uh, up for auction this weekend in um, the Weiss Auctions in New York. And instead of 60000 it now sold for one hundred ninety-five grand. Huh. Dude. Dude. <laughs> that's a lot. For a Pokemon card, yeah. Oh. It's the Pikachu Illustrator card, a promo given out to winners of a comic contest that was held in Japan in 97-98. While there were only 39 of these cards awarded, it's believed there are only 10 left in circula uh, circulation today. Don't you just want to go back and punch your 90, 90 self in the fucking face for letting any of the Pokemon cards get away? You know what? Maybe you do, but I still have all mine. <laughs> <laughs> Shit. See, um, I have a, uh, I'm, okay, so I don't really have a coin collection, but I'm, like, kind of collecting coins. Any, any, like, quarter or loony that has, oh yeah, America, loony is a, is what our one dollar bill is, but it's a fucking coin. And it's the most Canadian sounding fucking thing ever. Loony. Um, anyway, so any loonies or quarters. I basically, if they have like, if they don't have the regular design on them, like if it's a special design on the on the whatever on the coin, then I'll yeah. put it in the, in a medicine bottle, uh, and have about three medicine bottles full full of quarters and almost one full of loonies. So, if my nice. if my pension falls through, that'll be my backup. Oh hey, I have all these coins that have cool designs on them. Give me. Are they worth anything? <laughs> yeah, are they worth anything? Give me a million dollars. So I, I feel collecting is the way to go nowadays. Yeah, dude, you're set for life. You got a fucking house full of shit. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> yeah, you're you're good. If you if if your pension falls through, you're you're gonna survive out of out of any of us. <laughs> well, it'll either be my comic collection, my Pokemon cards, maybe Yu-Gi-Oh will even come back. And I still have Digimon cards too. Oh yeah, I guess Digimon tried to break into the market and failed miserably. They did pretty good at the beginning. They uh, were almost like up with the Pokemon sales and then it just went down. Well, every year in school, there was like a new trend. Um, <laughs> Pokemon kind of never died. Um, yeah, Digimon was a thing and then it was Yu-Gi-Oh! And then it was Beyblades. And then it was uh, Bionicles. What was that other one? There was also, was it Beatamon? Mm. Beatamon? No, I don't remember that one. I do, or it was like after Beyblades, you had like this uh, little uh, launcher, and you'd shoot a ball out. And they broke a lot of Beyblade machines with that. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Beyblades. Those fucking died out, didn't they? Holy shit. They did, but that was so stupid. The, ca the cartoon was good. The freaking game made no fucking sense. Like you had the little launcher and you could update your thing with like metal parts or plastic, but fuck, they broke fast. Oh yeah, cheapest plastic in the fucking world, and you're making them fight each other. <laughs> you're dropping them like four feet each time. Let them rip. <laughs> yeah. Yu-Gi-Oh lasted quite a quite a while though. I think that lasted two years until they banned them because we were playing for keep for keeps. And yeah. then eventually your deck sucks so bad because you lost so many fucking duels. 
I remember those days. Oh yeah, it was it was rough. They banned Pokemon super quick though. Like Pokemon became super popular, and then they're like, no more Pokemon at school. I don't even think it was more for battling though. Back then, it was uh, theft. Theft and bullying and all that shit. Yeah. I remember getting like my Zapdos first edition stolen at school. Oh, don't you want to kill him now? Yeah. <laughs> Fucker. I hope you're listening to this podcast, you thieving fucking delinquent. Subscribe. Uh, okay. <laughs> I think it comes uh, to the end of the God, show. God, you ruined my night. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, totally. All right. Gotta go home, go drink a bottle of wine now to get over my Pokemon uh, childhood. Totally. Alrighty, so thanks for listening to the Video Games Now podcast. Please let a, leave a review on whatever you're listening to the show on, and then jump on our social media and let us know what you thought of the show. Uh, we look forward to hearing from you guys, and we'll be back next week. And until then, we'll see you all on the next one. Bye bye Next one, next one, next one. The next, the one. next one. Show off. <laughs>